The following podcast has content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Specifically, might contain the word fuck repeatedly when blaming Lyra for things. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> That's a shitty Stav laugh, I gotta say. Welcome to Pints and Propaganda, the podcast that sometimes exists. Joining you is your host, me, Chance. Oh, and, Le- and Lyra, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm here. So, yeah, today we have a wonderful episode to uh, bring to you. Chance, what are we talking about today? We're talking about... How right I am. That's every episode. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, after all this time. I wouldn't make it We're show. talking about the Chaz, bitch. <laughs> wait, wait. Specifically, wait. we're having a nice, friendly little discussion about, you know, just whether or not, you know, the Chaz is cool or not. You know, whether whether well, we should, whether or not we should follow its examples. Wait, wait, wait. The Chaz? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I spent the week researching something else. What'd you research? Well, when you said that, I thought you were like, uh, I, my first thought was like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to talk about Mac and Chaz. Yeah. So I spent the whole week talking and researching uh, Mac and Cheese. Oh. So, fuck. <laughs> Mac, Mac and Mac and Mac, Mac and, and Chaz. Mac, Mac, Mac and Jizz? Yes. Just. just just snort all that up, put it on my macaroni. <laughs> this is uh, this is getting more and more like come town by the second. <laughs> <clears throat> See, you you got the stop laugh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, we're we're just having a friendly discussion here about uh, the Chaz and its uh, viability to the American left. Uh, you can disagree with either of us; that's fine. Uh, but if you disagree with me, it means your dick's small. I'm sorry, uh, but you know. Go post on r slash small dick problems. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. The Chaz is like mad gay. <laughs> That's the quality come to, uh, content you guys listen to. But before that, what are you drinking, Chance? I'm drinking a lovely, delicious, tasty blip. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking uh, a fantastic uh, uh, can of your mom. Wow. <laughs> My mom is sure one tall drink of beer. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I have to say, um, blip is actually pretty good because um, 
It's a uh, kombucha style beer and uh, has that nice uh, has that nice slightly fizzy taste of uh, kombucha and uh, is is kombucha. also kombucha yes kombucha yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and is also uh, is also ginger flavored as well so you know it's uh, it's it's actually pretty good uh, as discussed uh, earlier in earlier episodes. We will not name our beers until we get sponsorships. Until we right. get until we get for sure. uh, offers for for sponsorships for from, sure. various, I, from various breweries. I have to say, uh, your mom, nice, moist, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Got a full body. Oh, full body. Yeah, full body. Like you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah, very creamy. Oh, you know it. Especially after I'm finished. Yeah. But got it. Got a nice. Got a nice uh, suckle on that head. You know? <laughs> Oh no! I'm turning into stuff. <laughs> you are stuff. That's what I've been no. trying to tell you. You're you're Greek. No, all Greeks are secretly stuff. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, the Chaz. For those who don't know, it's an acronym for Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, specifically referring to the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, that existed uh, between June 8th and July 1st in 2020 of this year, and uh, specifically occurred as a uh, as a protest to per- police brutality during the uh, George Floyd uprisings that were occurring across the country. And uh, Lyra and I are just going to have a friendly little conversation Kind of discuss the the merits of the Chaz, discuss where they went wrong, uh, what what we can learn from the Chaz and what we can't, you know, and uh, uh, ultimately, um, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm a Marxist-Leninist, so I'm going to have a much more critical view of the Chaz or the CHOP, as it was even later coined. So That's actually, <clears throat> you see, here's the thing, uh, the CHOP was named that... And, and like eventually it became uh the inspiration for the podcast Chapo Trap House. Yes. So that's I mean you can't they're, bash they're, on it all the time. You know, I mean it is a good podcast. And, I like Chapo Trap House. Yeah, you know, but uh but ultimately you need to recognize that they are a bunch of libs and they're full of problems. So, you know. Wait, Chapo or the Jazz? Both. Why not? <laughs> So, and for full disclosure, I'm an anarcho-communist. So, I have probably a slightly more favorable view to the chop or chaz or the trap house as it may be. The, the trap house. The, 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 the trap house, yes. Um, even though Chapo trap house, they all hate anarchists. Thanks fucking Noam Chomsky for <laughs> ruining our goddamn like. Ugh. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Blame Noam Chomsky. I'll blame Noam Chomsky. <clears throat> I'll blame Vosh. I'll blame whoever the fuck I want. I'll blame literally every anarchist. I'll They're blame- all, all the all the other oh, ones. Yeah. That are every both anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> all two of us. <laughs> I am neither of these people, so I don't know why I'm like. <laughs> well, then why are you letting them speak for you? You know, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Vosh is the is the foremost voice for uh, uh, black people. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> no, that's Joe Biden. <laughs> and who do you think Vosh supported? Huh? Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. It all ties back in in together. So 
you know, we're we're just we're just gonna have a lovely discussion about about the about the Chapo Chop House, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start off with your perspective? Because I know you are critical of the Chaz, and I kind of want to understand why a little better. Okay. Well, as I said, I you know originally I supported the Chaz, but eventually I did come across a post that said. The Chaz is bad, and if you disagree with me, your dick's small. And I, I, you know, that was a tough call for me. But eventually, I, I made the right choice. I feel, you know, now, now I mean, an internet stranger can't call my dick. Sm- I mean, a different internet stranger can, but that one can't. So okay, but like, here's <clears throat> the thing, though. I've seen your dick. Yeah. Um, I've put it in a chastity cage. Yes, you have. Uh, I, I know how small it is. Okay. There's nothing to be ashamed about for having a small dick. Well, That's... there is if you post frequently on r slash small dick problems. So, you know, the, then 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 the shame sort of comes in, in, you know, comes inherently. So the shame comes and so do I. Yes, exactly. Because of the shame. But but in all seriousness, we can have a, a serious academic discussion here. You know, so. Specifically, we can run down a little bit of history about the Chaz. So what happened, you know, as I discussed, it occurred during the George Floyd uprisings across the country. Yes. And um, specifically on June 8th uh, in Capitol Hill. And this was when Seattle's police department decided to evacuate the East Precinct that was the precinct on Capitol Hill in order to go and uh, suppress protests elsewhere in the in the city. Which, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, and so, and so, uh, the Capitol Hill neighborhood, uh, various members took it upon themselves to then essentially occupy the, uh, the East precinct of Capitol Hill and rename it the, uh, Seattle people's department as it were. And then as a result, the, the Chaz was essentially born, uh, where it was basically as what is described an autonomous zone. Yeah. Eventually, you know, well, I disagree with that label and they did eventually as well because it wasn't an autonomous zone. Its borders were described as porous. So, you know, people were able to get in and out very easily. Yeah. And what didn't make it autonomous was like, you know, there wasn't a sustainable food source there or any food, sustainable food sources. You know, people had to go outside in order to get resources and bring it back to the to the Chaz or the chop. Uh, you know, uh, eventually the eventually the Chaz came to a democratic consensus and uh, realized that calling themselves the Chaz, the autonomous zone, was sort of folly and n- non applicable. So a they misnomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they renamed themselves to the Chop, standing for the uh, Capitol Hill occupied protest. Then they disagreed with that again, and uh, because they they thought they thought the word occupied was uh, was you know. Sent the wrong message, considering uh, you know the United States is an occupied territory of indigenous land. So they renamed it to the Capitol Hill Organized Protest uh, as a result. And um, in that respect, it really reminiscent of that one tweet I saw where it was it said, "What people think anarchists are like? Let's let's burn down some some buildings and and topple the the capitalist government, you guys." And then and then. Uh, what anarchists are like in real life. Uh, okay, after our five-hour meeting, we finally come to the conclusion on appropriate uses of the word you guys, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I kid, of course. But my ultimate contention with with the term Chaz is, you know, 
for its merits, it had uh, it was able to bring a community together. Together, it was able to uh, utilize direct action in that community in the form of community gardens, first aid tents, uh, medics, and food vendors and food co-ops and whatnot, yes. which you know typically uh, were were supplied from outside. You know, as I discussed, outside sources and were were willing to uh, provide food for free. They also had uh, numerous uh, education seminars. And also had various instructional classes on, like, you know, racial sensitivity and various uh, other things, uh, instructing people on what police brutality is and what it looks like and, and so on and so forth. To, to its not credit, though, you know, like, once again, we got to bring up the history. The Chaz occurred specifically because the police decided to evacuate that precinct and ultimately was only able to be established in that specific instance. There were numerous quote-unquote autonomous zones that popped up during the time of the Chaz, especially in places like uh, Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. But, of course, those kind of fizzled out and and didn't last for longer than a day or two. You know? Yeah. In addition, the Chaz, the, the number one problem I've heard with the Chaz uh, on all camps was just its lack of leadership, of centralized leadership, which resulted in people kind of doing their own thing and lots of conflicting reports coming out of the Chaz as a result of it. You know, from people saying, no, this isn't this this isn't us trying to establish our own autonomous zone. This is just an occup- an occupied protest, similar to Occupy Wall Street, all the way to people saying, no, we are literally establishing our own country here. Uh, our 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 uh, our website says you are now leaving the USA uh, and going into the into the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. You know that's that's what that's the message we want to get across. But uh, but I've been talking for a while. I don't know, Lyra. You want to you want to rebut any of my points? Yeah. So I guess my rebuttal would be that my defense of the Chaz isn't that they did no wrong. Because I do think that it could have been better, it could have been smarter, but it was, in a very broad sense, a opportunistic occupation. I mean, I guess, like, they disagree with the title or overall disagreed with the title, but I do think it does offer us a roadmap because despite its shortcomings, they were able to occupy a territory for two weeks while surrounded and not, like you said, not being fully autonomous where they could grow their own food, had their own water supplies and all, all that and had all the proper infrastructure in place. They were able to occupy territory that was controlled by uh, a totalitarian state for two weeks. So I, I my concern I've seen with a lot of criticism coming towards uh, CHOP or the Chaz uh, or whatever you want to call it. My concern I've seen with a lot of the criticism is that we are negating what we can learn from this occupation. And one of the things I think we can learn is that we can take over areas relatively easily with very little amounts of people. And to bring that into something a little more recent, the LAPD, for example, put out a statement saying 
taking care of a 10,000 person protest is easy for them. But 10 1,000 person protests would cripple them. So getting them to come out and react is quite easy. It also leaves their home base pretty defenseless. Yeah, we should all, we should all mention that uh, beforehand as well. This is this is purely a speculation. It is not yes, instruction. This is not, you know. this is not instruction to attack or destroy <laughs> or smash. Or, no, but this is this is something. So, though, some people might think you're cool, but yeah, you know, definitely I mean, yeah, definitely not yeah. us. We would we would shake our fingers sternly at you. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I guess my stance against criticizing them too heavily, I'm not saying they are above criticism and that they did nothing wrong. My caution for being too overly harsh on it, because I've seen a lot of Marxist Leninists write off this movement entirely. We saw what worked and what didn't work. The actual initial moments worked very well. The sustained usage did not. And I think we've provided ourselves a roadmap of what doesn't work and what does. So we know what a good initial takeover would be if we were to try and replicate this to be something a little bit more effective, maybe try and create something a little bit more autonomous, something to meet demands for leftist sort of uh, agendas that we want or specific policies that I think we could fight within the system or something else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, <laughs> Once again, you again, know, we're not par- advocating We're yeah, this for the sake of uh, legal situations. This was a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I would say my, and this is really the brunt of my defense of the the Chaz is was it successful? I guess it depends on what your unit of measurement is. Not everything needs to be a full takeover, a full hundred percent success in order for it to be success. Even in defeat, you can find success to be taken forward. And honestly, I would say occupying a territory for two weeks, that's a pretty big success. That's more time than is usually occupied when that sort of thing happens because realistically, at any time, with the amount of resources that were stacked against them, they could have been taken down pretty quickly. But they managed to hold out for as long as they did. And I say that's a pretty impressive feat. No, I 100% agree with you that holding out in the midst of not only police and other state actors, but also amidst non-state actors such as individual fascist uh, attacks and and mm-hmm. terror, like, you know, especially undergoing a lot some attacks from the Proud Boys and various other oh, yeah. various other white supremacists and whatnot, you know, I I feel especially definitely allows it a little bit of leeway. But I do have to say, anytime you establish yourself as a leftist space, you will have to expect pushback. You will have to expect, even if it's something as simple as a safe space 
for gender and sexual minorities, even if it's something as simple as a safe space for 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 racial minorities or other ethnic minorities, like you know, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get pushback from that, and yeah. it's like, and I'm that's not me saying you shouldn't do it, yeah, but it's something to prepare yourself for. Is all I gotta is all I gotta say, you know. Of course, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that, but yeah. you know, I, I guess my stance with that is this also happened to be something quite spontaneous. Yes. This was a very uh, reactive sort of moment Mm -hmm. where this wasn't planned. It wasn't methodical in the same way as, uh, like, for example, a coup might be. This was more of a capitalizing, not to, it's not saying capitalist, but capitalizing on a situation that was brought up because of specific police brutality and violence and murder that has gone unchecked. And it was an attempt to direct that a little bit more and try to be a little bit more effective in how we protest police violence. Whether or not it ultimately did anything is up for discussion, and I understand the pushback in that sense. But I am wary to write off this entire thing because of, like you said, I mean, the one of its strengths was also one of its weaknesses. There yeah. was no defined leadership. Yeah. This. There I, was also no set defined goal. It was occupy the territory. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. Which I think if there was more clear defined goals, then this might have been an entirely separate situation. I agree. And, you know, ultimately that really was, that really was it on the outset as a, as a, as a Marxist Leninist, you know, I, I don't want you using. You turned into Ben Shapiro there yeah, for a second. As a Marxist Leninist, uh, I just want to say that, uh, uh, you know, uh, leftist crybabies can, can cry all they want about Stalin. Uh, he, he actually did nothing wrong. Uh, so, so just, uh, you, you, uh, you, all you anarchities oh, out there, you, you, you just keep that in mind. Uh, but, but, uh, specifically, as a Marxist-Leninist, my my preferred uh, method of of uh, you know actual leftist action is specifically uh, utilizing a vanguard party, a uh, a workers' party, as it were, that represents the interests of the working class. Using that to kind of direct action, I've I heard it described specifically as the actual working class is a fist, and yes. the the actual vanguard party is that arm that connects the fist and can actually drive it into the fi- into the face or anus of capitalism. Yes. And yeah. and to that end, with that kind of organization, you have a party line. You actually have a list of things that people have to abide by and actually have a list of things that people can essentially associate with with that identity, associate with that political movement and struggle. And with that in mind, it just kind of goes to show that, in my opinion, that's really why I don't, I I have a lot of skepticism towards things that are just sort of spontaneous, like the Chaz or the Chop, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it just, it just shows that when you do things kind of loosey-goosey, you need to keep in mind, you're going to encounter fascist violence. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to, you're going to encounter uh, right wing terror and everything, and and people pushing back the forces of capital pushing back hard against you. And I think more organization is better for that, especially 
when everyone's sort of on the same page and understands the theory, understands the the party line, understands where where everyone's coming from, and and at least has that point of unity in, in regards to actually you know doing shit. But es- especially you know when you consider that multiple people died just from just from fascist violence in the Chaz, you know. Yeah. Uh, one guy, one guy I read, he, uh, I think it was a 17 year old who got, uh, who ventured a little bit outside of the Chaz and then got shot to death by fascists. And then they tried to get police to respond to the attack. Uh, they wouldn't because, uh, he was, he was part of the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, you know, and that's not actually part yeah, of, why would part fascists of- <laughs> try and help somebody murdered by fascists? Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's in my opinion, that's, that's an example like that you have to prepare for where it's right, where it's like, you know, it, it'd be, it'd be one thing if we're disagreeing on like, you know, just exactly where to direct our direct action or where, where to plant a community garden or, or a first aid tent. But like in the case of the Chaz, th- this was something that that got you know that numerous people lost their lives to is what I'd say you know and I, I agree with the statement that yes we do need more organizing and I think that was the ultimate Achilles heel in the Chaz and I think with some more organization with a more clear cut defined goal this would have been a more successful uh, occupation. Yeah. I feel very strongly, however, that completely writing it off is sort of a dangerous thing for the left in that we have a clear-cut roadmap that was done by actual direct action to gain some actual power here. Yeah, because occupying that territory did give them a considerable amount of leverage and power. They just didn't use it. And I think that you're right in its criticism of it being short sighted and it not taking into account the sort of repercussions or the understanding of what they should have been doing. I think you were right in that criticism. I am concerned, however, not from what I've seen from you, but more so what I've seen from Marxist-Leninists as a whole, writing off the Chaz as a tantrum or something akin to uh, just sort of ineffectual uh, protest or direct action. Because in all honesty, it wasn't ineffectual. They were able to use the police's uh, weaknesses against them, and they were able to easily occupy that territory in a way where, realistically speaking, if if you view the people who created the Chaz as sort of short-sighted hippie idiots Mm -hmm. who don't know what they're doing the fact that they were able to do that shows you that with some organization at people who are methodical and know what they're doing should be able to do this even easier. Yeah. So my concern again, comes back to the idea of writing this 
protest off as a whole where I uh, don't want to say that they did nothing wrong, but I also don't want to say that they did nothing right. Go ahead. Yeah. Sexy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying ultimately about just uh, people who believe that they can learn nothing from the existence of the chop or the chaz as it were. But yeah, I, I will have to say, that I I agree with you in that in in that regard. That uh, it really is inspirational, especially taking a look at what was able to be accomplished. That they were able to seize this territory for you know a not insignificant amount of time. You know, right, three three weeks thereabouts, two which, three weeks, yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Which which is still better than zero, you know. And, right, and ultimately. Uh, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you see my my perspective that it could have benefited a lot from from a little bit more organization. There are, uh, and I am glad you see my perspective because my concern going into this is that oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like i i do have I do have a list of of uh, of Chaz's demands here, uh, posted by Free Capital Hill, the user okay. on uh, Medium.com. Uh, it's, it's a little bit lengthy, but I'll, I'll pull out some excerpts about, uh, that, that I, I thought were interesting. Um, it includes not just reform, reform ideas for, uh, just law enforcement and the judicial system, but also economic and, and, uh, medical related as well. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it starts out by saying, uh, the Seattle police department and attached court system are beyond reform. We do not request reform. We demand abolition. We demand that the Seattle Council and the mayor defund and abolish the Seattle Police Department. Again, why defund and abolish? Why not just say abolish? You know, like what's. Yeah, no, I think that was a dumb phrase, turn of phrase because, like, I, I'm down for abolishing the police. Yeah, and, and the attached criminal justice apparatus. This means 100% of funding including existing pensions for Seattle police. At an equal level of priority, we also demand that the city disallow the operations of ICE in the city of Seattle. See, I mean, in my opinion, like abolishing the police department, uh, you know, in my opinion, is a little bit pie in the sky as far as yeah. like as far as a request, especially when it's like, okay, uh, abolish the police so, so that way we can do more of the Chaz. And, you know, like... like I- my stance mm-hmm. has always and will always be don't come to the table with the compromise. Yes. So I agree a hundred percent with the stance of coming to a list of demands of we want you to abolish the police and uh, stop ice from operating within city limits because then from there we can compromise to drastically defunding the police if we come with drastically defund the police we'll get okay maybe we can give you uh more training programs within the police <laughs> where we increase their funding their their sensitivity you yeah know. their we'll, sensitivity we'll get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get the lady who wrote white fragility to, right. to, come, to, come, to right. come educate all the police right. officers yeah, but so my my stance has is always you have to come with the pie in the sky thing and negotiate from there. I mean, I, I understand completely where you're coming from, but my, my counter to that is you can't, you can't just like, uh, just come right out of the gate, come with the most ridiculous request, because at that point, 
the, the powers that be will interpret that as you not taking this seriously. And if you're not taking it seriously, why should they? And ultimately, if like they're they're going to see what you're doing as well. So in that respect, I think I think that disallow you might you can call me a lib. That's fine. You've you've done it before. But disallow the operations of ICE in the city of Seattle is is a, is a perfectly acceptable uh, demand to have in that respect, es- especially if it includes defund the police. You know, abolition of the police. You know, to me, just strikes me as far fetched and and goes to show like. Okay, go ahead. Say something. You're a fucking lib. Yeah, guilty, guilty. Uh, you know, it's. I I thought I was a red a red uh, capitalist. You know, this. Yeah, concern. I was red capitalist. Red, red state capitalist. capitalist. Yeah, yeah. Same same fucking thing, right? You know? Right. I mean, yes, government <laughs> step on my nuts. <laughs> Please step on my nuts, Daddy Stalin. That's that's what anarchists say. You did nothing wrong, Daddy Stalin. <laughs> like like I said, anarchists are just waiting for for a a, a big dick daddy dom in the form of the state to to just like to just dominate them and and uh, you and, had me until you said form of the state. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh. But yeah, it's. I'm sorry. It's got to be in the form of the state, you know. Otherwise, no, no, no deal. All right. Okay. Fine. I no guess deal. we're at, we're at an impasse. Okay. Uh, just just a few more. Um, we demand reparations for victims of police brutality in a form to be determined. Why include it in the list of demands then? If if it's in a form to be determined. Yeah. No, that's fucking stupid. Like <laughs> that that like that sentence of in a form to be determined. Reparations for the victims of police brutality? Yes, yeah. that is a valid demand. But how much? And 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 in what form? Is is my question? That it has to be. If, my my argument is it has to be in an actual quantifiable measure. Otherwise, otherwise you're just leaving the leaving the door open. Yes. To 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 basically have them interpret it however they want. Right. But if so, like to reparations, it to the victims of police brutality should be on that list. And they could have just said, here's our demands reparations for uh, the, because they don't have to detail literally everything in the list of demands right away. I think because it's like, here's our demands uh, are like, we want reparations for victims of police brutality, victims of police brutality. Excuse me. You're, Uh, You're excused. So I would say, there is a danger in there though that I do agree that not having that fleshed out, but the issue I'm concerned about is depending on what you set the reparations at, you open the door for the state to determine, okay, this is how much it costs for us to kill unarmed black men. Yeah. Eh, whatever. We and, just include that in our budget. Yeah. And in that respect, I'd say, one, at least the victims of the families are getting something. Yes. And also, two, like, if the state really is going to, you know, I mean, it's what the state is doing already. They're already yeah, killing. They're right. already killing unarmed black men, you know. So, so like, you know, actually coming to them with a list of quantifiable demands, you know. It, it, it's it's not the best, but you know at least it's something, and at least it's something they can negotiate as well. Right, like, say, saying that we demand a retrial of, or, or you know that we we demand reparations for all 
uh, victims of police brutality in a form to be determined. Like again, like as far as as far as the state's concerned, they did get reparations for police brutality. They got all the attention that you know the the right, family the families right, right, right. the families of those victims. You know, and and what's police brutality anyway? You know, it's, it's as far as the state's concerned. You know, right. And I feel uh, coming at like having that quantifiable amount in mind when you come to the actual negotiations, but for the demand list of demands, you don't have to put literally every quantifiable amounts. Yeah. That, I, I, I would say, uh, cause I, I do agree that yes, the, you should have some nitty gritty when you come to the table, <laughs> whether or not you put that on your actual list of demands. That's its own thing. Sure. But, but I mean, like, you know, my, my point is the entire list goes on like this. You know, it's like, yeah, the next one is actually a good one, which, which is we demand that the city of Seattle make the names of officers involved in police brutality a matter of public record. Anonymity should not even be a privilege in public service, which, okay, I, I, I disagree with the, you know, the wording is a little clunky, but I yes. think I, yeah, ultimately demand is a good thing. You know? Yes, I do agree. Cause like, if I have to fucking wear my goddamn name out when I'm like serving people shitty uh, pasta or some bullshit at a fucking like buffet, then yeah, fucking people with the power to like murder us with literal no uh, repercussions whatsoever, they should, we should know who the fuck these assholes are. Yeah. I would change the wording personally to we demand that the city of Seattle and the state government least or uh, where is it? You know, um, sorry. We demand that the city of Seattle make the names of officers involved in police killings a matter of public record, specifically because, again, police brutality. We know that what that is, but the state, they'll pretend not to know what that is. And they'll 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 do whatever what they can. Traffic <laughs> ticket count as police brutality now. Uh, you, you, you're looking up the list of demands on an iPhone. How ironic. Oh, this is But I, I mean, you know, to, to give you another example, like, you know, another one is we demand an end to prosecutorial immunity for police officers in the time between now and the dissolution of the SPD and extant justice system. It's like, well, okay. Just to say, just say, yeah, we demand an end to qualified immunity. Yeah, and you know, ultimately, you can do that, and that that'd be fine, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I agree. You know, that is a, a poor uh, demand. Yeah, we we uh, you know, what else is there? We demand the degentrification of Seattle, starting with rent control. Okay. Rent control? How? Like in what? In what amount? Like you know, what are you? Right. That's that's the entire demand right there. You know. Well, okay. That I, I again, I push back. It was like we demand rent control. You don't have to come in with an actual amount on the list of demands, but have that figure in mind. Well, I mean, again, I think it's important just to just to know that you know, just so that the the powers that be know that you're serious about this and yes. that there's at least something to strive towards. You know. Even if it's just a little, even if it's just a little crumb, you know, at least it's something, you know. Right, right. And I, I, I do agree with this. That, uh, like, I would say that most of these arguments and most of these demands aren't inherently wrong, but they were not worded smartly or uh, 
with any real forethought. It feels like, oh shit, we have this now. We have to make some demands. <laughs> Basically, you know, and you know, again, to me, that's something that can be resolved with a with an actual workers' party, with a with a party that can actually, you know, with a party line basically that could uh, yeah. kind of swoop in and just say, okay, uh, we want we want uh, you to resolve this, 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 and this. Not that I'm saying that the Chaz would have survived if it were under like uh, a workers' party control, you know, but I am saying that you know. In the event of in the event of like um, actual uh, demands with the state or negotiations with the state, the party could then make uh, could then make demands and and really you know ultimately uh, the the biggest problem I have with these is that these aren't a list of demands you know because you know demands I want you to keep something in mind after I read everything out after I read all these demands uh, imagine imagine that they said or else after each one and it's like well okay or else what or else what's going to happen you know what what are you going to do like as far as we're right. concerned you know that there were no other plans to to expand the chaz or or like you know do do any other kind of like property damage or anything like that so in that respect like it's you know what are they just going to give the police the police precinct back i mean i i think that the police are going to either just let them have the precinct or they're just going to eventually, you know, start arresting people as they start coming out, you know. Right. I feel the, and th- this is something I will criticize the Chaz for. Uh, they had control of several government buildings and left them in full operating condition as soon as they decided to dissolve. Yeah. Your power and leverage is gone as soon as you decide to. Uh, just one, give them back and announce that you're going to give them back and dissolve. Two, you let the police station have all of it be just like right back up and running again with no damage to the state whatsoever. Yeah. You could have like crippled that police station pretty easily. Yeah. Again, not actually advocating for this for legal reasons. <laughs> This is a joke, but I feel very strongly as a joke that you had a tremendous amount of leverage that I can't think of many examples similar to this in modern time where you actually had leverage over the state to implement these demands and you didn't. You, I, I do think that this is a valid criticism to, like you said, not bring quantifiable amounts to their demands, to not actually have actual thought-out plans. And I think real, realistically, once they realized, okay, we're going to dissolve and we're not actually going to have any of our demands met, they just turned these state buildings back over to the government fully intact nothing stopping them from actually having to replace anything you you fucked up in that sense i will accept full criticism of the chaz in that aspect yeah you know i think they could have uh, benefited quite a bit from um from critique of the gotha program written by marx where yeah. marx kind of you know runs down each and every point that uh that the German, that the 
that the German Social Democratic Workers Party that he was a part of. Um, so he runs down every every list of every point of their demands on the list and uh, sort of tears them apart and discusses why, like you know, this could have been worded better, like what what to actually demand from this, you know, and and so on and so forth, you know. But uh, but yeah, so ultimately, I think we we've uh, come to our consensus that. Uh, Chaz was dumb, and uh, if you if you disagree, you're 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 an anarchy whose dick is small. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I, I think we've come to the consensus that the Chaz was imperfect, but provided us a good roadmap. Sure, on what works and what doesn't. Yeah, it. You know, uh, I will say most of it doesn't. Well, the occupation, <laughs> the occupation part works. <laughs> you can't even like nobody can argue that the occupation part didn't work. Okay, they, they again, as you said, they were in a building, but you know, didn't <laughs> didn't didn't leverage any any of that. You know, didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not saying they don't. <laughs> so that's pints of propaganda. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day. See you next week. No! 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 <laughs> Chance, I did it all. <laughs> Chance is also no. Lyra. Chance, Lyra, no. Lyra is not real. Chance is doing you're, both you're, voices at the same a, time. You know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You, you are, you are, uh, you, you're merely a, a figment of my imagination. And as a result, I mean that's true. Yeah, and as a result, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, get drunk for this. Bye bye. Bye bye. China.